Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. If you like the show, spread word. We're trying to get more listeners and more people to be able to help them with these ideas and these activities, especially in the overall new topic that we just started on household object. We could, we've completed classroom objects and now we're on household job objects. Have you ever seen lying around the house or even the office or the class different post-its and you wonder what to do with them? You order them in bulk and you have them, but how many notes can you really take? How many things can you really write down that you have to remember? But what can you really use it for? Do we have ideas? Yes, we do. And Mr. T is bringing them to you right now. I have a lot of post-its lying around, and I was thinking, what can I do with them also? Besides for the fact that it forces kids and it forces us to write in a smaller way, it forces us to allow ourselves to write in a smaller, more minimalistic way in order to try to focus on the paper itself. This way, kids will hold the pencil and try to focus and try to minimize their writing because when kids are very little, it's very common for them to write very big. It's common to them to have very big letters, very big numbers and the like. But if you have a post-it and you only have X amount of room to write on, there's only X amount of big space and big letters you can make. So hopefully you make the lines on the post-it. They write on the line. You give them that half a pencil, half a crayon, half a marker. They hold the pencil right. And then they write in a nice small size oriented to the line, not too slanted, not too big, not too much space or size issues, but you give them a nice popsicle stick between the words and they write it nice and small. So that's the first thing we could think of to write with post-its. When I have the post-its, I have to write small. Hopefully our kids and our students will as well. You could post it, note questions on the wall, and you could have them try to answer the questions. I remember when I was in a class, There was such a thing called a parking lot that the teacher would put the questions in a certain corner, write the questions on the post-it, or have the kids write their questions on the post-its in a nice, clear, legible manner. They would hand it to the teacher, or the teacher would take the post-its that she or he wrote and put it on the parking lot. And when she had time at the end of the lesson or at a certain point during the lesson, she would address the questions in the parking lot. So you could post those net no questions on the wall. You could do two truths and a lie for kids, the kid version also using the post-its. And guess the person. This is kind of like a figurative personal pin the, pers- the note on the person instead of pin the tail on the donkey. You have notes on people's backs, and you could do a very small kid version of this. They could try to guess the famous person or the famous character or the famous Pokemon. For example, you put the post-it on the back of the kid and you say, this Pokemon is yellow, has ears, somehow summons thunder, and all the kids would know that it's Pikachu. Don't ask me how I know that. I may or may not have played that when I was a kid. Map and, and flag. The combinations, you could place it on a map. You could take the post-its and you can make them as flags. You can make it a whole flag of a different country. If it's the American flag, you could have red post-its and white post-its and then blue post-its and white post-its embedded and make it look like the American flag. Or if it's the Israeli flag, you could have the blue and white post-its or whatever flag you want to do. You could have it based on that country. And you could also make a map of the United States and you could have it look in the overall picture, the overall construction of what the country looks like. And they could write the different states on the on the post-its that are on the different parts of the map of the United States, especially good for a geography or a social studies lesson, and also good if you could get the cities in there also, so you could do the state and you could do the capital city, what I mean. You could also play a get-to-know-you post-it game. 
where you have the kids, especially in the beginning of school or in the clinic or wherever you are, or if you want the kids just at home to have a fun game, or even for the adults, get to know you different questions, different ways to find out different ideas and different information about the adult or about the child or about the person. It's always good to know more about our students, know more about each other, so you can play that as well. You can do facts and names around the room using the post-its. If you don't know each other yet, you could have them go around and the kids can go around and try to make friends and they can write their name on the post-it and one fun thing about them or one movie they like, one TV show they like, or one character or one superhero they like. You can make a self-portrait using the notes, make it in the portrait of a person. You could have black post-its for the hair on top and you can find all different color post-its. So try to find those. You could have pink post-its for the skin and then you could have blue in the middle and red for the mouth or pink for the mouth and make a self-portrait and then you can also write things on the note. These are the eyes, either the nose, these are the mouth, especially good if you're working on facial features in class and school now. In my school, we're doing all about me. So you could do something like that in your school. You can make a bookmark out of the post-it. It could be its own bookmark just using the post-it, even if you roll it up or put a sticky in the bookmark, that would be good as well. It could be a reading response if you're doing an ELA lesson or you're doing a literacy lesson or you're working on a story at home with the kids, it's a response, a way to do the reading. You could also vote on board with the post-it. Do you want recess now, ice cream party later, pizza party then, or which way do you want it? Let's vote. We'll have three categories. Everyone in favor of pizza party, come put your post-it on the pizza. Everyone in favor of the ice cream party, put your post-it on the ice cream. And everyone in favor of the other party later to go write it down. And when we're holding that post-it, of course, we always emphasize here on this show using that three-draw chalk, which leads to the tripod grasp holding it with the, the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger, getting them used to the, using those three fingers for most of the work in the classroom with the pencil and the crayon and the marker and the scissors. We use those three fingers as most. And if they want to even hold it with the pincer, working on the isolation of the pointer and the thumb, or even if you just want to use one to put it on the board, go and do that also. You can do a mood survey on the desk also. Anyone who's red, that's angry. Anyone who's happy, that's green. And anyone who's in between... That could be yellow. And somebody who's upset or somebody who's unhappy, that could be blue. And that's sort of like a mood traffic light also that I work on with some of my students sometimes also. I make an actual traffic light. We color it in using the circles. But this you could use with the post-it. And each color can recognize and, and can show which different mood you're feeling. I've seen it in different classrooms. And this way the kid can be cognizant, can realize what their mood is at the moment based on what the colors are. It's a good visual cue for kids to understand their own feelings, to understand their own temperament, their own mood at the moment. You could brainstorm a topic using the, the post-its as well. If you have a topic, let's say the Odyssey you're working on, you try to find all the different ideas. Use those post-its trying to build the topic and to try to build it. In a story plot, let's say you're reading the Iliad or you're reading Romeo and Juliet or whatever, you could map out the story plot using the post-its as well. You could be a detective. You could use posters to research a topic. They're really good, especially if you're going through a play, like a Shakespeare play, like Macbeth or whatever, and you want to go through it. And each page you learn something new, use it to highlight what you need. Use it to write down what you need as you're going along. It's even better than the index cards because those can be sticky. We might talk about index cards another time, but this could be good to research a topic. It's also good for an informal timeline. If you want to learn the timeline of a story or the timeline of history and geography or what have you, use the post-its and the visual on a board. And it could be even the blackboard. It could be a, a dry erase board. They're all good for the sticky notes. Stickies are not discriminatory. They can be placed anywhere, and they're happy to go anywhere. You could also use it for letters or for documents, such as to sign here. Like when we got the house, we had to sign 
different documents and a lot of post-its were placed, especially the little post-its. I used to call them shark marks. They're the size of an arrow. And they have ones that are arrow size. There are ones that are little size, pointer size. But then the ones we're really talking about are the ones that look like squares or rectangles. So that's for documents. You can also personalize post-its, leave messages for a spouse or children or a friend or coworkers just to get them in the mood of the day or to be happy for the day or to be fully charged for the students. I saw one of the teachers online would put post-its around the classroom when his students came in with positive, upbeat, optimistic messages. Let's tackle the day. Let's have a great day. Let's have a fun day. Let's learn a lot. You can use it for comments on things. It can be temporary labels. You can use it for an idea board or post-it planner. You could have a post-it lesson plan book. It could be good for reminders. You can make a flip book like in the olden days. There were comics I used to read when I was a kid, and you would flip through it, and you would see the character moving as if it's live action. And this is a very cool thing. If you're able to do it, you're that artistic, go for it. It can be notes for students, especially if you don't want to interrupt the lesson. You hand out a note to the student, or if you're working on activity with your kids at home, you're involved in activity, you want to interrupt the flow, but just hand out the note with the post-it saying, thanks for being quiet. Can you get me the lemonade? Can you get me the sugar? It could be good. For writing notes on the students, it's good for giving each other positive feedback. It's good for name tags. It's good for a seating chart, especially in the beginning of the school year. It's good for prompts like sit or stand. It's good for scavenger hunts. It's good for collaborative lists and a memory wall if you want to remember things. It's good for summaries, and it's good for labels. We're going to continue with Post-its next time because we have a lot of ideas on these Post-its here on OT Talk with Mr. T. So join us as we continue with the post-its next time in Household Objects Post-its number two here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.